Hey, it's Kathy. I have something so fun to tell you about. You may know that the doors are open to my new program, The Abundance Method, but if you enroll by May 15th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific, you're going to get my signature business program also made to do this. That's a $3,000 program that you are going to get for free, included if you sign up by May 15th, just before midnight Pacific time. Made to do this is a phenomenal program that has helped thousands of souls to start businesses, to be able to make a living doing something that they love. This is an incredible deal. You don't want to miss it. Go ahead and sign up at kathyheller.com slash join. You owe it to yourself to find your capacity because your capacity is bigger than what you keep telling yourself it is. And the happiness actually isn't even over there. It's in finding that capacity. That's the fucking turn on, getting into it every day. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the podcast. We have a fun episode for you today, but before we dive into that, I just want to let you know that I'm going to do a free boot camp and I'm going to do a training for four days live. The week of August 7th, I'll be live every single day. I'll be live for four days teaching you how to start a successful podcast. At this point, you guys know that I started a podcast about six and a half years ago and it completely changed my life. I have grown in ways I could never fathom the opportunity to meet people from all around the world. I was able to write two books. People often say that they get writer's block, but I've never heard anyone say they get talker's block. There's something about having a podcast that leads you to a sense of purpose. You are sharing your story. You're making space for other people to share their story. It's an incredible way to create a platform of engagement, you know, There's so little intimacy in the world today, and there's all kinds of content. But podcast content is about that time, right? That taking of the time to have a real conversation. And podcast listeners, which is you guys, we see in the trends that the behavior is different, right? Instead of just consuming a 90-second reel, podcast listeners are here to really grow, to really want to be creating a deeper, better life for themselves. And so when you move into the space where you are creating content for a podcast, you start to create a deeper connection with people in the world. You grow as a human being. I mean, the conversations that you can have, you become better by listening, right? We've lost the art of really listening to each other and having long-form conversations. And so There's a zillion reasons why I think having a podcast can really enhance your life. And there's no doubt that if you have something you want to share in the world, or if you want to start a business or grow your business, having a podcast is really something that's going to skyrocket it. And I'm going to teach you, how do you start? Or if you already have a podcast, how do you grow it? How do you create engagement? How do you grow an audience? How Do you use this podcast to be something that really creates purpose, not only for you, but for other people? And how do you use it to grow a business if that's something that you want to do? If you want to join me for this free training, you can go to kathyheller.com slash bootcamp. We already have thousands of people signed up. We get started August 7th and 
I can't wait. I can't wait to see you there. So go ahead, grab your spot, kathyheller.com slash bootcamp. So in today's episode, I'm going to share a piece of a coaching call about the three things that keep us from taking action. We dissect each one and we're going to help you reorient yourself so that you can start moving from a place of momentum. Plus, you're going to get a little behind the scenes of what I experienced during my launches, which have really been the accelerator of my business. I think that you're going to enjoy this. Take a listen. So I think we're going to get started. We did a pop-up call last week. It was really, I think, important and helpful and gave us a good look at things. But I want to do that a little bit right now because I want to look at what are the things that we all need every day of the week? What are things that we need to move forward? What are things that we need to be successful, right? And at the end of the day, I also want to take you a little behind the scenes of my business currently because I think there's so many juicy things that you can learn about what you can apply to yourself. So I'm going to talk to you about that too. But I want to look at taking action because ultimately we find the results of our life come from the actions, the habits. And it's like tiny little habits and tiny little actions that add up. And what's that meme? I've seen it so many times, like don't complain about the results you don't get from the things you didn't do, right? And boy, I want to talk to you about the behind the scenes of my business to just show you how much there is to that and what I'm learning and what I continue to learn and how fascinating it is. And it puts it in perspective so you don't beat yourself up. You really understand how much action actually is needed to create a result. It's kind of like watching a rocket launch and it's watching something come out of a cannon, right? It's like the amount of momentum, the amount of action that just keeps adding up and adding up and adding up in order for them there to be a result. It's actually quite massive, right? And it's all these little things that add up and add up and add up and add up. And so when we're not taking action, we just can't expect to get results because it's in the showing up, right? It's We live in this world that it's this energy that gets channeled through the physical reality. So I can have this incredible meditative practice, but if I don't then take that resonance and go live or put it through an email or talk to my neighbor, then the message doesn't get delivered, right? So it's like most of it is in what is it that's being offered? What is the essence that is being delivered? But then the delivery has to happen and it has to happen all the time, all the time. And when the resonance is powerful and the alignment is there, wow, I mean, it's amazing, right? How people receive it, right? Because if the resonance isn't there and the alignment is really weak, then there could be tons and tons and tons of action, but nothing is really moving because there's no there there, right? So it's a combination. But we want to look at that action. And so Colleen, I wanted to take them through looking at what allows us to take action and what keeps us from taking action. And I've done a little research on this and there's usually three things that keep us from taking action. And the first two are very similar. They're kind of nuances of each other. It would be limiting self-thought, like things that you believe about yourself. And then other fears. The second one would be other fears, like Fears are us like fantasizing, right? They're fantasies. It's like you live into it. It's like you simulate a reality. It's like a when you go on those rides, some roller coasters actually have a track they move on and some are simulators, right? Where you're sitting in the same place, but you're watching a movie and it feels very real. 
that's what fear in general is like. You simulate a reality for yourself and then your body doesn't know the difference. So you get all those same chemicals pumping and it's, it's terrifying, right? So the first one has to do with our own self-belief. And the second one is about the world in general, how it actually is. And then the third thing would be an obstacle or a roadblock. Okay. So I'm just curious because I think this is just powerful and helpful. If you were to guess, because we do have an element of ourself that knows our stuff. So if you were to guess, let's go through all three and I, I, they're all important, right? Because the obstacle, the roadblock is also important, right? You could say, I've overcome my self-doubt. I don't have this simulator ride of fear about the world, but my obstacle is that I want to build a website and I don't have the technical skill. And that's an obstacle, right? That's real. So we want to look at all of these things. So let's just look at this for a second. So if I were to ask you to guess, what is the pesky little annoying limiting self-belief that comes up for you? What is it? If you're going to be honest and tell us, what is the one for you that gets in your way or that you're aware of that you might be unconscious of sometimes, but once in a while you notice it? Like, who am I, right? Like, am I a fraud? Am I expert enough? Yeah, absolutely. Self-trusting yourself, like being good enough. You're what other people think. Have I made it? Am I good enough? This is a very similar thing, right? Who do I think I am to go all in? I'm not good enough. But what do other people think of me? The info won't actually help anyone. People won't show up and listen to me or accept me. Okay, so that's kind of moving into the second realm of like the general fear, like, you know, maybe this won't help anybody, you know, and people won't show up. Ooh. And then there's the part about yourself that nobody would accept you. I'm not able to show value. Oh, like I can't communicate somehow the value of this. Okay, so now let's talk about the second one, right? Let's talk about the second one. The second one is the simulator ride that we're on, right? When the track is not actually moving, there is no actual roller coaster, but there's those rides. I hate those rides, by the way. And you do too, Colleen? I think they're just... Throw up on them. I throw up on them. Yeah, it must be because we're just, our brain is like, fuck you. This is not even happening. <laughs> like I, I refuse to get, it's, it's just like discordant. It's just gross. And my husband, he just is obsessed with roller coasters, which is the funniest thing because he's very, I would say, outwardly more fearful and not like gregarious, but he loves roller coasters, I think, because he trusts the science. So he's like, that's the one time I can let it out because I'm in control. So he's obsessed with roller coasters. He always wants to go to theme parks and go on roller coasters, but he hates the simulator rides. He thinks they're awful. He'd go on the loop, do he'll go on all that, but he will not sit in any of those things. So what is the simulation? If we're looking now at the reality that we're playing for ourselves, this effing movie of like, there's a limit here. Nobody's going to buy. Nobody wants this. No one can afford this. No one's going to buy it from me. You know, there's a recession. There's nobody even online. Everyone online is a jerk. Nobody's safe. You know, whatever that simulator is, it is incredible because it is bullshit and it feels so real because those rides have a convincing element to them. That's why they work. People literally are sitting in a chair that is sometimes not even tipping. It's not even moving at all. And they feel like they have just like, you know, traversed the earth. So what is that reality? If you're going to be honest about it and be conscious of where you go unconscious sometimes, what does it sometimes look like? What is the prison of that reality? What is the the brick by brick limit that you have put yourself in sometimes? Like, what's one of those things? Is there, there are no buyers? Is it people cannot afford this? Is it, I would have to be drowning in responsibility? What is it? 
what is part of like, is it there's just no way it will work? Why even bother in order for me to create a business? I would have to, I don't know, overnight generate millions and millions of people coming in. Like, what's the reality that makes it feel impossible? What's the simulator that makes you feel like this is just not doable? I don't know how to get clients. It's all up to chance. People do not find my offers valuable. Why would someone pay money for my pottery when they can buy it from Amazon for like $8? Yeah, that's a convincing argument. Hard to scale because I don't have a plan that sticks and works consistently. People who pay what I'm asking are paying other people and not me. I worry that no one will want to have me as their coach. And I worry about money, which lowers my vibe. And worry that I won't get more clients. Yeah, I have to get a thousand percent at everything I do. I have to give a thousand percent. Yeah. That is a lot. That is a lot of stuff right there. Okay. We're going to go through this one more time. But before we do that, I also want to talk about the third one. Like what's the effing obstacle, right? Because like I said, if you could say I've overcome self-belief. I see a world of possibility, but I'm trying to build a table and I can't build this table. Like there's, I don't have the right wood or something's missing and Home Depot is sold out, right? So what's the obstacle? So write down for me, if you're being honest, what do you think the obstacle is? Is the obstacle, I do not have the right system? Is the obstacle, uh, I need $100,000 for Facebook ads in order to create a business? Is the obstacle, I don't have the audience? People want everything for free and they don't need me. I don't have a system at all. I just wing it all the time. Okay. So don't have a system tech support. I'm not sure how to physically get more clients. Like what? Yeah. Like what am I supposed to do to get more clients? I need to be more tech savvy and don't have a good enough system. I'm behind. Others already ahead of me staying in the fun of it, not the to do. IT support. Yeah. I hear you. IT support is a beast. And I understand how that can feel really frustrating. Okay. I'm just seeing if anyone else is going to share. Finding good team members. Oh, ain't that the truth? Okay, so let's go back through this for a second. And you remember what you wrote. So if you were going, let's just go one, two, three. If you were going to give yourself an adjustment for what you said was your limiting belief, what's another possible thought that you could substitute? So if you said, I am not enough. I feel like a fraud. I feel like people won't respect me. I feel like I'm not credit, you know, credible enough or whatever it is. What's another thing that also could be something? And by the way, you don't want to tell yourself, I am Einstein because your body won't believe that, right? You, you can't give yourself the complete opposite and say, you know, like, well, I'll just tell people I have a Nobel prize. It's like, no, that's not needed. But what's a possibility? That's also really true. What's something else that you actually believe about yourself at the same time? Because we have so many thoughts, right? And just because we think one thing doesn't mean we don't also think something else. We usually hold multiple things as truth in the same moment. So what else is also true, right? What else is also true that's really true for you? Like I might think, who who am I to do this? But I do have this other part of me that thinks I'm so loving. I'm so helpful. I'm such a good person. I have so much integrity. That comes across. People like me. People trust me. People feel safe. People feel that they can be themselves. People feel happy. I'm capable. I'm good with people. I'm resourceful. I've gotten through so much in my life. Like, what's also true? 
I'm going to read your, your comments now. Some people are blown away by me. I'm actually really creative and talented. I know I can help single women. There's no good reason why I won't get more clients. I have important value to offer and there are people out there who already want to hear it. I'm worth it. There are clues every day that show up that prove that I can do this. I connect with people that are closer to my level of experience and can lead from that place. I mean, that's a great one, right? Because it's like, wait, maybe actually I'm the perfect person because I'm not super, super, super advanced. You know, Colleen and I, I'm going to take you behind the scenes of what's going on in the business a little bit because I think it's going to help you. But one of the things that we talked about this morning is that I don't know if any of you got to see any part of our five-day launch, but it was really my favorite launch we've done in terms of my experience in it. Like sometimes I feel like I'm on and sometimes I feel like I'm not quite on and it's not fun, right? Because we really want to be in a flow state and you know we're in your flow. You know when you just feel like God's there, your channel, you're good, you're just, there's no ego, you're not worried, you're just in it, you're in it, in it, you're in it, right? And time stands still. That's how I felt all week last week. So that was a really beautiful feeling. It just, it feels good, right? It feels good to not be self-conscious and to not be hemming and hawing, but you're just in state. You just, it's good. And Colleen knows when I'm there and she knows when I'm not. And she was like, you're nailing it. Like, you're just nailing the landing. Like, it's like that perfect figure skater who just like does the twirl and just lands. It's just grace. You don't know where the ice ends and the person begins. That's how I felt last week. This morning, our conversation was, oh my gosh, you know, it's possible that the work we're doing and the content we're offering is actually so, it's so not your introductory karate class that the offer that's then attached to it, which is a $3,000 course, it's almost like there's this discordance, right? Because if you're learning from the guy who's way further up in karate, then, and you're there and you're enjoying it, you might then assume that there's some really meaty, juicy way that you then get into that level of experience. So there might be fewer people who are ready and sophisticated enough to hear it, right? Because not everybody's going in for the Walmart experience at every second. It's not all mass. Some people need this next thing. And so it is interesting that you might realize that what you're offering, right, is it doesn't have to be for everyone, right? Not everybody has to get it because it's actually uniquely positioned for a small group of people. And that's also part of why it's amazing. And maybe it's because it's not for the advanced. And that's what I'm also saying. Like we realized this morning, we would on some level, which I can't do because I can't be something I'm not, but we would do better if we dumbed down what we do. So what I'm saying is there's actually a lot of room to say, I might not be the advanced karate teacher, but I nail it from A, B to C. There's a whole world of people who actually would prefer is what I'm saying. I'm saying two things at the same time. I'm saying there is a world of people who would prefer to not have the most sophisticated version of whatever it is that they're buying because they really kind of need this over here. So my point is, even when I think I'm doing the very best, most enjoyable version of my craft, I actually might have been better suited on one level to give something that was a more introductory, less advanced version. And on the other level, it's like, well, if this is really who I am and it doesn't appeal to all these people, that's also good and okay, because the people who it does appeal to, we can continue to refine what we're doing for those people. 
So it's really interesting. Now let's go to the second thing that you talked about, which was the world, right? The simulation. So in the simulation, what is another possibility that you sometimes, like when you're in flow state, when you're feeling really alive, you're feeling really inspired, you're feeling really at peace, what is the way there you see the world? What is a, what is available all of a sudden there? How is it different? What's also part of how you view reality when you change the kaleidoscope and you're in a different view? What else do you see? Limitless opportunities. People are ready. What else? If we're going to change the simulator, what else is also there? Possibility, open space to move, shift, and create. It feels like, of course, this is all possible. Everything I want is felt. There are people who value handmade pottery and are willing to pay for it. That's correct. Yeah. They don't want the cheap Amazon knockoff. They want the real deal. I can revolutionize the state of health and healing in this world. New people to work with. I have faith that my podcast is going to open up major opportunities for me and I know I'm good at it. Everyone's field is open to healing and love. Yeah, that's true. That's a powerful one. There are never too many people offering this stuff. Yeah, I've got what people need even if they don't know it yet. Total expansion opportunities and anything, everything is possible. Yeah, how about this universe is net positive and if I take one step, if I take one brave step, it doesn't equal one amount of energy coming back. It's equal to like, I took 20 steps, that there's like this way in which we get momentum because there is such a a way that this world pulls us towards wholeness. It pulls us towards what's true. It pulls us towards what's elevated. And so when I stand for elevation, when I stand for possibility, so much comes back that's almost disproportionate just by me making one step in that direction because it's the way that things want to be people get activated and there's something that we then see that we couldn't see two minutes ago and now we take a second step and now it's equal to like 4,000 steps. And it's true. It's like, you know, there's so much negativity, but it's amazing how positivity changes things. Like they've done those studies where if 1% of the population in a city meditates, right, it changes the crime rates. It changes the amount of people that enter the emergency room. Why? It's like because the positive is so much more potent than the negative. So you take those positive steps and that next thing you know, you don't even see what you saw before. You see so much further, more doors open. That's true. Okay, and now let's talk about the obstacle that you wrote down. Some of you said there's like a system that's not there. And some people said, I don't know how to do this. I'm just winging it. Audience, where are the people? So what would be another, I mean, not what would be another, but what would you need to overcome that obstacle? Like, what would be great? Like, if this showed up, then what? Like, what's the antidote to that? Trust. Patience with technology. Ten more coaching clients before the end of March. That's your aim. That's great. I already have super fans within my audience. Go deeper with my existing audience. Good. Allowing support and ease and creation of strategy. More feedback. Systems in place. So I'm going to give you a really simple system that you guys can start to use based on, I mean, this is so simple. It's so easy, but it's a, it's a good strategy. Before I say that, Colleen, is there anything you want to say about all of the things you've been reading so far? Yeah. I just think it's fascinating how, how much we feel like we need these antidotes or these are the things that 
it has to change for the thing to change. And just kind of like an example, like Kathy saying, like she didn't have me before she was like multi-million dollars, right? And there's still, it's this level and tricky layer on which we're still playing out the I'll be happy when, you know, catch that people have like, my business is going to work when. And so I just need to figure out how I can like this, right? And there's a part of us that has to recognize that we have to let go a little bit of that narrative and because there's a, we're hooking very much. Like we want to see what's there. We want to see how we're viewing it, but we, we've got to be able to unhook from that so we can actually show up and then move and start moving from a space without feeling like it's almost out of our control. It's almost like we point to these things as if, but there's nothing I can do about them in the moment or I don't have the cash to bring that person in. So damn, I'm screwed or. I don't have the cash for Facebook ads. So I don't know how my audience is supposed to get bigger because I keep doing this thing and it's not working. And so we keep swirling in this place where we feel like we see what needs to happen. We think we know what the antidote is, but we don't know how to access the antidote, basically what I would say. Yeah. And I feel like until we're at a place, usually, I mean, I'm just using broad terms, but I can explain this pretty simply. Like, once you're making a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars on your own, that's when you probably even need someone else, right? Because that first hundred grand, that first two hundred grand comes from you having that conversation. Everything starts like you sell it. You're the person. And that's how all of my businesses started. I used to cold call and sell my own music. And then when I started coaching songwriters, I was talking to them myself. I didn't have anybody else. For two and a half years, I didn't have anybody else. And when I finally hired Sonnet, I had already done 20 live workshops in my city where I was renting this theater. And I had done my first launch without her. That very first launch, I didn't know what I was doing, but I had uh, 147 people buy it from that first webinar. And then I hired her after that. So there was like literally a couple years of creating those workshops and doing that coaching and then that first webinar. And then I was like, oh, I think I need somebody else to, at this point, maybe to help me actually not even do the sales part. And I don't think she knew the tech part at all, actually, either. I think it was more like maybe she could help facilitate. She could help me move them through the process. That was actually why I had her. I had her for product delivery. I had her for extra coaching. And then the next thing that came up was, oh, maybe the two of us could figure out a more streamlined thing where we could create an opt-in or, but it was very, very bare bones. Like we really didn't have a website or anything that was very lovely looking. We were using at that time Thinkific. And that was like, you would create a sales page by just putting and it would say like, upload a photo. And it was like, type your copy. So I would like, I would type it, right? And then I would put my copy for the course. And actually many, 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 many courses. And what was cool about that is just like I set up my PayPal on my phone myself and my Venmo, Thinkific had a checkout that I just hooked up to my bank account. That was it. It was actually not hard. And I was able to do that on my own. And that was all I had. I had a Thinkific website. I didn't even have a sexy one. It wasn't even like kathyho.com slash class. It was like 
thinkific.com slash one, two, four, five. I would just put that link up or I would send that link to people. It was very, and that got me to $2 million. No joke. Like, I didn't know what I was doing, but it was enough because I knew what I was saying and I was just getting better and better and I wasn't stopping, right? But what was even more interesting is what happened before that online class, right? Because we were generating all of these people and they were buying this class for me and they would just PayPal me for the class and they would show up at the workshop and they would literally sign in on a piece of paper that they were there. And then I would have to go and be like, did they pay? Did they pay? And I would follow up. But it wasn't that hard, right? It was like, I guess because I didn't let it be that hard. But we can come up with, and I'm going to show you guys a a very simple thing. How many of you use free, easy, simple Google Forms? Do you ever use forms at google.com? So that is like the easiest thing out there. It is such an easy tool. It's literally drag and drop. Like you go to Google Forms and it's like, type a heading, ask a question, right? And then it'll ask you like, do you want to ask them for their email? Do you want to ask them what they need with a drop down? Do you want one-on-one coaching? Would you like this product? Like literally people can answer, you know, then you can ask a paragraph question like, what is your biggest obstacle right now? Or whatever it is. I mean, you guys have seen the Google Forms we make, right? Well, guess what? Then when you send people that link, first of all, it's free. It takes you one minute to make it and then it's free. And then when people put their answers in, it sends it to you however you want it. So you can see it all a summary of all the answers or you can see each answer individually. But now guess what? There's your email list. There's your database. You literally creates for you a database. It creates for you a database. So you can be saying to people on a scale of one to five, how committed are you right now to selling, listing your house on a scale of one to five? How committed are you right now to getting into coaching on a scale of one to five? How much do you actually need somebody to help you with your photography business? Guess what? Reach out to all the fives. So imagine if every single day you had a free Google form that was in your LinkedIn bio, or you would send it to people in DMs, or you would talk about it at the end of your podcast. Every day you'd have leads. Every single day you'd be having conversations. Every single day you'd have people telling you what they need, what they want, and you'd be having sales and revenue all the time, right? And we've talked about, we've talked about this. It's not like this is something we haven't talked about, but we do a few simple things, right? We create an offer, we show up and we become the person who is a resonant stand for that offer. So it's like on your Instagram, if people go to check you out, you're there, you're there showing up for that. You're giving away information, you're entertaining, you're building trust, people like you, you're engaging with people, but that's not how you sell. That's not your sales tool, but it can lead you to leads. So then if you go from that place and you send people to fill this out, right? Great. Now you have a system every day in your business. You are letting people know this is a place you want to hear from them. So why might they fill it out? Well, you can say, I want to keep making the kind of content that serves you. I want to know more about you. Or I'm creating the next workshop. I want to know what you need, right? I'm working on a podcast. I want to know how I can serve you. What else has to happen? The things that you are creating have to be breadcrumbs that actually lead people to that, right? One of the things that Colleen and I are noticing is that my podcast is essentially like Barbara Walters. It's like Larry King. I'm interviewing people for the most part. By and large, I've become known as somebody who interviews very cool, deep, interesting people. But that doesn't necessarily close the gap and make you think, oh, Malcolm Gladwell 
I love reading his books. Therefore, I want him to be my coach. It's like, wait, no, I don't. I think he's great. I like him. He's interesting. I read The Tipping Point. I thought it was cool. But if he were to then say, I write these books on sociology and things that I observe, come to me for coaching. You'd be like, it's not exact, right? Just because somebody thinks you're smart doesn't mean that they make the connection in their brain. So we've been realizing that we have these huge launch pulses because during the launch, I lead people through a process and I enroll people in content that shows them down the like sort of Hansel and Gretel breadcrumbs. Like, here's what we start with. Here's what's next. Here's your thought process. Here's how you get proof of concept. Here's how you begin a business. And then it's like, oh, I'll show you how to do that. Oh, that makes sense. But day after day after day on the podcast, we don't necessarily see people reaching out, right? In the same way, people will say they want to spend time with me. I want one-on-one coaching, but then it's like, well, I have this course that does that. It's like, well, no, I just want to talk to you, right? Because they're not necessarily getting that. If you look at someone like Amy Porterfield, her podcast is, she's not interested in interviewing all of these interesting people. She's not having Chelsea Clinton on. She's not having Matthew McConaughey on. She's not having Deepak Chopra on. She's just going to talk about online marketing tips, online marketing. And then she goes, I have a class now on this. I have a full class. Like, great. I want that because I liked this content and I'm building my awareness. Right. So we're all constantly doing that. Right. We're all constantly doing that and refining that. So whatever content you're creating, you want to make sure that it leads people to this is now going to make sense that you would come to me for the next paid thing. Right. So and then it's a matter of creating, right? Creating your very first thing and you rinse and repeat it and you become the person that people go to for that, right? You become the person that people go to. And we can talk more and more and more about this, but we have, right? We have. And the reason I started out with what prevents us from taking action is because, and I told you I was going to tell you about behind the scenes of my business. It's like I said, when we first got on this call, for a rocket to be launched, for a baby to be made, for a fire to start. Do you know how much action, right? Until the momentum is built and now there's a fire, right? For a cannon to be launched, you know, there's so much pressure that builds up that boom, right? There it is. It's like what we do is we're not giving that amount of momentum every day, just showing up, showing up energy, 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 right? And over time, right? There's this release because it makes sense. And so I was saying during our launch call yesterday with our launch participants, I said, for us to look at people like anyone you admire, Lady Gaga or Serena Williams or Beyonce, and you're like, that person, damn lucky. And you know, it's like, that's an insult. That is not true. That person is there. It's like, they're taking 400 free throws before breakfast and that momentum compounds and that, that, that over and over and over again. Right. And that's what Malcolm Gladwell does say in outliers. He's like the Beatles when they began as the Beatles, they had already worked together for eight years. They were crystallized. They played together with precision. There's a mastery to it. So many repetitions over and over and over. They get those reps in, right? And so on our way to building a hugely profitable business, it's not fair to look at someone and go, that person, they have this thing, right? It's this magical thing. It's like that person has put in the time, right? The reason why Colleen's even in this business is because she showed up in this business when this business was generating multi-millions of dollars. 
right? And when I hired my first employee, we were already over a million dollars, right? Because I can't even bring somebody in unless I'm already in a place where my investment, my time, it's there. And so behind the scenes right now of our business, just so you can see how much momentum needs to be generated. I mean, we talked about this launch. This is every launch, okay? This just shows you every launch. We talked about this launch for weeks leading up to it. So before we even started the launch, we had 175, let's call it, pre-sales. We had pre-sold the class. But think about how big my audience is. Think about how big my audience is and how consistently I show up and engage, not just show up, but engage people. So 83,000 people on social media, almost a million downloads a month, right? And we're talking about that pre-sale. That's 175 sales out of all of that energy, all of that engagement. So do not beat yourself up and go, I only have three. It's like, well, whoa, how much are you showing up? And is that actually something to beat yourself up about? But my point is, so we had 175 pre-sales and then we open up the cart and we kind of, you know, the more you practice, you get better at things. If you practice the cello, you get damn good at it. You practice speaking, you're a good speaker, right? You practice run, same thing. So I've done many, 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 many launches over six years, right? Many of them, let's say 50 launches. So last week is my best performance, right? It's not a performance. It's real. It's me. I'm present. There's no script. It's like, it's great. How many do you think that we closed so far? We had over 1,500 people live, live, alive and awake, commenting, 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 commenting. This is the most, we had not one negative comment. Not only not no one negative comment, it was like, this is blowing my mind. This is incredible. I cannot believe what I'm learning. I am so I'm telling everyone about this. I, I'm in tears. You're amazing. I mean, like those are the comments. 1500 people live showed up the second day, showed up the third day, showed up the fourth day. Open the cart. How many people would you guess have bought so far from that level of precision and love and energy and resonance? And we've got all of it dialed in. Right at this point, there's a workbook. I used to not have that. Colleen makes these beautiful workbooks and all of this stuff is like together. And we have like, it's just like a great, it's like solidified. Right. So we're at like, are we at 204, Colleen? Yeah, I'm just pulling it up now to see if I can get the in the moment number. But we were this morning. That is correct. Let's say 204. We were there two hours ago. Maybe now it's 210. It doesn't matter. Okay. Let's say we're at 210. Okay. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? So instead of beating yourself up, go, holy shit. Like, because my husband always said, my husband used to work at Fox Sports. And so he's really into basketball and he knows all the players. And we would go to all these basketball games. And he goes, do you understand the level of these guys in the draft? He goes, because the guy who played varsity basketball, who was the second, didn't get drafted. That's how good he was. And he's not drafted, right? He goes, then these guys in the NBA... So many of these guys get drafted. They're at that level. They don't even get to play. They get benched the whole time. Then they get to play for like a year and now they're back and now they're selling cars because they can't get a job and all they know is basketball. He goes, and do you understand how good you have to be to become Larry Bird and Steph Curry and Scotty Pippen? Like, it's insane. Like, how good you have to be because the people who are that good that they got drafted into the NBA, they don't even stand a chance. Next to the guys that are that good, right? They say that like, if you watch the Olympics, 
and you see those runners, right? And the person, the person who wins by like a quarter of a second and the person who's like le- less than milliseconds later, let's say they're number three, you don't even know their name. You only know the person who's like on the Wheaties box, right? But the, the third, the person who came in third was milliseconds behind. And it's like, no, that's not even close, right? You're nobody. We've never heard of you. You're either Michael Phelps or you're nothing, right? Nothing. You don't even make it. No one even discusses your name and you're not good, right? What I'm saying is like, instead of beating yourself up, you just start to understand the magnitude of energy. You understand what's required. And then you have respect. You have massive respect for people who make it to where they are. Taylor Swift says, for every one song that goes on the record, she wrote a hundred that suck. So she's not writing 10 songs and 10 songs go on the record. She's writing thousands of songs. She's writing a song every single day. And then three years later, she goes, what are the 10 best songs? Diane Warren says, I write a song every single day. And most of them are shit. And then every 55 songs, like, because you love me, that's a hit. Let's put that out there. David Foster, it's like, he's incredible. How many hits has he had? 20. How many should he have had? 2,000. No, he doesn't have 2,000 because most of them are shit, but they're not because that's what it takes to get to where it is. You've seen the Campbell soup cans. Look at all the other Andy Warhol stuff. Michael Jordan misses most of the shots. He just gets more than most people, but he takes more shots than most people, but he misses most of them, obviously, right? So when we think about where we want to be and you're like, I want to make a million bucks. I want to make $5 million. Like, great. How much momentum, how much action do you have to take to get this result? Right? You want to lose weight? How much action? You got to drink that water. You got to drink it every day. You got to get your fucking running shoes on as opposed to being like, why doesn't it work from a damn water? It's like, that's not a champion's attitude. I'm sitting here telling you, it doesn't make sense. We have almost a million downloads a month, consistent. We have over 7,500 five-star reviews, right? We have an audience that's engaged. We have 204 sales. We don't have 2,000. It doesn't just work like that. And people are bananas about this launch. We have 15,000 people join this launch and people are bonker town for it. We had the most amazing, raging audience like, Toppy Heller, I don't really know who you are. I can't believe what woke up inside of me. You are amazing. Are they going to buy? No. Why not? They have fear. They're in resistance. You know what's trending? That's what's trending is their momentum around what's possible for them. Right? I can come in and I can blow their mind. And they're going to say, God, that felt so good. And then they're just going to move on. You know, it's like you go to the Grand Canyon and you go, holy shit. Wow. And then you go two days later, you're like, I don't know if there's a God. I don't think there's anything amazing about life. Takes nothing because the momentum is there. Right? You have somebody come out of the blue and give you the most genuine compliment and say, do you know what you are? Do you know what you do? And you go, oh, my God. And you have a moment. And six days later, you're like, I'm such a moron. Like, of course, because that's where you're trending. So when you look at where you've been, let's just take this last chunk of three months, six months, 90 days, five months, whatever you want to look at. And you're looking, I want you to look at your results. And then in order to look at your results, I want you to quickly look at the action. Massive action, this much result. And then you build on it and you build on it. Massive action this much result. 
That's literally physics. That is the law of nature. Okay. You're going to plant and plant and plant. You're going to get this right off. You know, it's amazing when it takes, you need the right conditions of the air and you got to keep tending that fertilizer. My, my God, my daughter and I have tried. We have tried to grow so many things. I'm like, cause you overwatered it. Cause you didn't water it. Cause there was no sunlight. You got to pay attention. You got to pay attention, right? You want to win that tennis match? You can't just practice three times before you show up at this match. It just won't work. You got to do rep after rep after rep after rep. And even then you're halfway going to cut it, right? But you're going to get better. You know, you study people like Bobby Fischer. He was insane. He was actually a very sick person. But the amount of time that he dedicated to chess was, it was like growth. It was like so much. Like, actually, if you watch The Last Dance and you look at Michael Jordan's life, there's no balance. There's no balance. It was all basketball. His relationships went down the drain. His everything went down the drain. Because that level of mastery, which I don't think any one of us is looking for, and I'm not, like, I'm not trying to be Michael Jordan level, but that level requires no balance because that much massive action to get to that place, right? So for him to get to that place, think about how many times 10x what he's doing in terms of what he's preparing, in terms of his action to get that many shots. It's almost impossible. It's almost like every single waking moment, he has to be focused. He has to be training. And you feel that. And you know what? It feels so fucking good to feel that. It feels like the best sex ever. You're like, yes, that makes sense. And you know why it feels so good? Because we are actually designed to be that level. <laughs> we are actually designed, just like a redwood is designed to be that effing tall. We are designed to be at our peak. And so it's almost helpful to go, right, that is what is required. And then it feels so good when somebody's like, you got this, take the hill, do it again. And then you're like, but damn it, I gained all the weight back. And they're like, that's right. This is what's required and it won't stop and it won't stop because you owe it to yourself to find your capacity because your capacity is bigger than what you keep telling yourself it is. And the happiness actually isn't even over there. It's in finding that capacity. That's the fucking turn on getting into it every day. And so I want you to see like 15,000 people signed up for this launch. By the way, out of a million that could have signed up, no, look at that. Look at every level of it. We have almost a million downloads of a podcast that is consistently well-loved. Then you get 15,000 of those people to sign up, okay? Then from those 15,000 people, there are 200 people right now. And everyone knows about this offer. It's on every podcast episode. It's in our email list. We have a huge email list. It's in 200 people so far. And usually by Friday, we'll be at 500. We seem to have that as our ceiling. I'm not that surprised because look at our action. Not that different. So we'll probably wind up around 500. Now we did have 175 pre-sales and that was unique. That was different. And that's interesting also to look at. Like we had almost, you know, the same amount of pre-sales as we've had. But does that help you guys to hear, to put things in context? Because I think it's so easy to delude ourselves. And when we delude ourselves, and we lie to ourselves about what's reality, we beat ourselves up. It's like, is it time to cue the beating yourself up? Or is it time to cue, I didn't show up to that level. There's no way. If, if she's generating 200 sales, 
from that much, right? That much dialed in. How could I expect to have gotten one sale? Am I showing up consistently? Is the promise clear? Is the content consistent and engaging? Because if it is at a level that's a fraction of what I'm doing, you could then go, hey, that's why I have nine sales. That's why I had 12, right? But we have to respect the work. We have to respect the mastery. We live in a generation that is really killing people in the sense that it's very much like, you shouldn't have to do anything. You shouldn't be uncomfortable. You should just get a promotion. Why is it not working? Like people are, they're saying that people are, and they're younger, I think, than us by and large. I think we're all around the same age, but millennials, I guess, or whatever that new generation is called. It's like, if they don't get a promotion in six months, they quit. You know, my grandfather, he was doing like hard labor. He wouldn't understand it. It's like, it doesn't make sense. You know, and he did. He built a huge business that got him and his kids and his brothers out of poverty. And they did all this great stuff, you know, but like they put the time in and that's okay. It's like, we just forget what needs to happen, right? For that brownie to be baked, that oven has to be preheated and then it's got to be hot, 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 sustained it, sustain it, sustain it. Now you got 30 minutes. You get a tiny little eight by 10 sheet of brownies, right? But you got to sustain that much in order for something to be made. And that's just the law of physics. And the balance, it gets confusing with the alignment focus. And it's still about the energy and putting in the work. And I mean, if you don't have a light bulb, the light can't come through. You need that physical thing to harness the light. We live in a physical and a spiritual reality, right? Most of what's happening is that there's electricity flowing through the light bulb, right? The light bulb is not really the part that's doing the heavy lifting because if the lamp is not plugged in, the light bulb is worth nothing. It's not even worth the 99 cents. It's the electricity or you need to get electricity plugged in, you know, wired in your house. So if Michael Jordan, if he was in a bad mental state, he could do all those reps, but his energy, if he's down on himself, if he's not picturing this outcome, if he's not meditating, which he was doing, we know he was doing that equal parts to what he was doing in his practice. If he wasn't doing that, he wouldn't get the edge, right? Because you can't mess with energy. If you watch them, also the Magic Johnson, they just did two documentaries on him. It was like, he was a show. It was his energy. People would applaud him. Like it was like, like, like he changed basketball because of his energy, right? It's not sending 15 emails. It's what the hell's in the email? Right. If there's nothing resonant in the email and you're just kind of salesy, it's like you, you would never close. And that's most of what you see. People who are not in alignment, the resonance is not there. They're focused only on action. They're just looking at the light bulb. There's no actual light and it doesn't work. And most things are like that because people don't even know how to begin the language around finding what's real. Not every person who's sitting in a room sewing things together is Jim Henson because Kermit is not a sock. It's an energy. It's a spirit. It's creativity, right? It's his alignment. It's his being in state. It's his vision, right? I was saying during the launch that Walt Disney sold air. He sold conviction, right? He had a vision, but he had to tell that to many, 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 many people, right? But it's what's in it that actually makes it last, that makes it work. Otherwise, it falls apart and it doesn't work. Also, what's part of the alignment is the unattachment, right? If you're doing all of these things and you are attached, right, it doesn't work because the energy isn't allowing energy, it's forcing energy. 
So when I'm part of the reason I still very much always, always, always enjoy all of these things is because given everything I just said, I enjoy the whole process, right? Like right now, Colleen and I are like, we're scratching our head. We're like, we had more people than ever show up live. We thought then we would have more people just ravenously like buy this class. And we're like, hmm, but this is an opportunity. What could we do different? How can we position it better? What what could be the offering? Should we have a suite of offers? It's just like a fun puzzle. But my point is I'm not attached. I'm not worried about it. And I don't think anybody feels, you know, oh, Kathy personally feels it. If we don't buy, she's upset. It's like, no, I say to them like 20 times during the launch, I am probably not your teacher because I'm not everybody's teacher. So really look inside and find out who your teacher is and pick the right person. I say it over and over and over again because I mean it. Because not everybody wants to learn from me and Colleen. Some people want to learn from many other people for many other reasons, and that's important. Yeah, my mind just went to two places. And one was what Kathy just said, non-attachment and having just an awareness of like where you're at in that process. And number two is, does this fucking light me up? right? In terms of what you're moving to offer. If you have those two pieces, I'm going to have awareness about when I'm being attached and when I notice stepping into that and like, oh, catch myself and B, I'm so fucking enthusiastic about what I'm offering. That is alignment. End of story. That does not mean there will not be the discomfort of like, oh, I feel like I'm going to throw up when I do this. Oh my God, that was like 10 no's or 90 people never responded to my DMs, whatever it is. All that process had nothing to do with whether you were aligned or not aligned. That's just part of what comes up as we are moving from, I have something I'm enthusiastic about and I'm going to stop perseverating on what the byproduct is of everything in this moment. I'm going to be non-attached and focus here and move with discomfort and get called up and grow and stretch. And that's alignment. And also, I think there, there's two different conversations. One conversation is I have a goal, which is to make money, right? And that for me, I mean, that's a real turn on. I love that conversation. The other conversation I equally love is I have a goal, which is I want to feel fucking lit right now. It's like, oh, that's available. That has nothing to do with a pile of money. Yeah. In fact, once you make that pile of money, in order for you to get this again, it won't sustain itself because you have a pile of money because what you really want in order to feel this good is to feel the feeling. And just because you have a pile of stuff doesn't mean you will sustain that feeling because the feeling doesn't come from the pile of stuff. It comes from where is your focus? How the fuck do you feel right now? It has to do with what are you thinking about? You can have a pile of stuff and be thinking about lots of things. So you're going to have to keep working that muscle. And that's what we've talked about during this period of time that we've been together. We've talked about how do we make money? And we've talked about how do we feel good? And they are not actually linked, the outcome is not linked. That's the alignment. There is no one who's going to tell you that when you get the pile of stuff, that's where your happiness is because that's the lie. Your happiness is in your state of mind. Your happiness is in you want to take a thought and turn it into a thing. You want to be in creative mode. You love the idea feeling so good and generating energy from just yourself alone and being able to find levels of peace and gratitude as you just walk through your fucking day. That's on you because it's where your focus is in the moment. What are you thinking about? What are you feeling? What chemicals are you giving yourself today? What pharmaceutical are you providing for yourself? Most of the time, most people are just providing themselves a lot of cortisol. So they're stressed the hell out. 
And then they say, my happiness is not up to me. I cannot get happy. My happiness is on the other side of this and it's impossible. And therefore I have all the more reason to give myself more cortisol. And I am an addict. I am addicted to it. It is awesome. It's what I've got and I'm pissed about it, but I just can't keep getting enough of it. And my happiness keeps getting further and further away from me. That is a separate conversation. Then I have a goal and I want to crush this business and make money. But they're both awesome things to be thinking about and to be diving into. And those are the two conversations that we've been having. And it turns out that the more your focus is in a place where you know how to turn yourself on and you know how to feel gratitude and you know how to feel a peace of mind, turns out that does affect your business. Turns out that does affect your creativity. Turns out that gives you some downloads. Turns out that gives you the freedom. That good feeling just keeps coming. That good feeling just keeps coming. Next thing you know, you're like, why wouldn't I give this little bit of action a try today? Why wouldn't I put some more sauce on this? Why wouldn't I change my focus? Why not? Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? You're just feeling so good. When you're feeling good, everything's a pleasure. When you're feeling good, you can go to the DMV. When you're feeling good, you can do anything. But when we're not feeling good and our feeling good is on the outcome, we got big problems in our business. That's what we've been talking about. So these are both muscles. Learning to take the right action consistently is a muscle. And learning how to turn ourselves on, well, that's the life's journey. And we're all looking at that all the time. All right. Well, I hope that this was helpful. Here are the takeaways. Number one, the universe is net positive. If you take one brave step, it's like taking 20 steps. You get momentum because the world pulls us towards wholeness. It pulls us towards what's true. It pulls us towards what's elevated. So when you stand for elevation and for possibility, so much comes back. Number two, for a cannon to be launched, there's so much pressure that builds up until you hear that boom. You can create the amount of momentum every day by just showing up. It's energy, energy, energy. And eventually over time, there's this huge release. Number three, we are actually designed to be on that Michael Jordan level. We are designed to be in this peak genius state. Number four, to have champion's attitude, you have to drink that water and get your running shoes on every day instead of asking, why doesn't it work? You've got to do rep after rep after rep. Number five, you owe it to yourself to find your capacity because your capacity is bigger than what you keep telling yourself it is. Happiness is in finding that capacity and getting there every day. Number six, we have to respect the work. We have to respect the mastery. Number seven, your happiness is in your state of mind. Your happiness is in taking a thought and turning it into a thing. You want to be in creative mode. It's a feeling that generates energy from just yourself alone and being able to find levels of peace and gratitude as you walk through the day. That's on you. And number eight, the more you focus in a place where you know how to turn yourself on, how to feel grateful, how to find a peace of mind, that will affect your business. That affects your creativity. That gives you the downloads. It gives you the freedom and that good feeling just keeps coming. Thank you so much for being here. I know that you have so much going on. I don't take it for granted. We have some great episodes that are coming up. So please follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you're listening. And if you want to support us, leave us a review. And if you can think of someone that you think this episode will be helpful for, text them, email them the link, share about it on your Instagram. And before we go, remember, go ahead and sign up for my free podcast bootcamp. Go to kathyheller.com slash bootcamp. I will be live for four days, August 7th through the 10th. And I cannot wait to share with you so much 
about what is right here that you could just start. You could just start. We overestimate how hard things are. We underestimate what could happen if we just get started. When I started six and a half years ago, I had a newborn baby who was three weeks old. I had a three-year-old, a four and a half-year-old. I was exhausted. I had every good reason not to start a podcast. And I'm so grateful that I just started. I just put one foot in front of the other and it led me to you. And it led me to the way in which my life has changed. I can't even put it into words. Come join me for this bootcamp, kathyheller.com slash bootcamp. I'll see you there. I love you. I'll leave you with a song of mine. Have an amazing weekend.